there are people that think that Facebook is listening to them. And this is after uh, a couple went on Reddit. They ran this little uh, test, as it were. And we're going to talk with David Shipley in two seconds, uh, who was the CEO of Boceron Security and AM640 cyber security expert on this. But if you didn't see this video that went viral, let me just set it up for you. There's a husband and a wife, and they have a feeling that when the Facebook app is on their phone and open in the background, running in the background, that the microphone is listening to every conversation that you have. That's a scary thought, so they did an experiment. Here it is. So all day, we are going to be talking about cat food. Because I could use some cat food. Well, the cat is almost out of food, so... We might need some cat food. We should buy some cat food. I should call somebody and ask if they know where to get cat food. Yeah, so they waited a couple days. Sure enough, on the Facebook news feed, the advertisement for cat food showed up. Are uh, are the theories right, the conspiracy theories that Facebook, the app at least, is listening to your conversations? This pertains to the Facebook app on your smartphone or tablet. We're joined now by David Shipley. Welcome to the show, David. Good afternoon. So, you know, this video went viral on Reddit. Um, they don't have a cat. It sounds it sounds worrying. There are people that say, listen, uh, what we do to cure this or to test it out is we just, you know, in the States at least, uh, put our phone down near uh, Spanish-speaking channels and then wait for the uh, Spanish ads the uh, to show up on our news feed. Any truth to this and what can we do about it? Well, the company insists that it doesn't actually turn the microphones on, and I think that if they were actually doing this, there are ways for security researchers to sort of figure out what traffic is coming off of a phone. And so they, it is possible to catch this kind of activity. So I, I find it doubtful. What's what's more frightening is that they might actually have enough data on people to actually predict uh, what you want or what you're going to be talking about before you even talk about it, um, which seems almost science fiction-y and yet is sort of the holy grail of the next generation of marketing. Um, the problem for consumers is, number one, you don't pay for Facebook. Mm-hmm. So what you have to realize is you're not the consumer. You're not Facebook's client. You're Facebook's product. You're an advertiser's um, target market. And so at the end of the day, they, there's pro- uh, professions made about your privacy and the importance, but you're only so important as you are an ad revenue source um, for these companies that we don't pay anything for. So. I think that's the first problem is that we've we've grown used to all these free services and then we're shocked that they're doing things with our data and trying to sell us stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is, you know, our privacy commissioners are frankly toothless and clawless to deal with these global entities now and to hold them accountable and to hold them to be transparent and say, what exactly are you doing? And and to provide users with ever more understandable, clear language of this is what our app does. Are you okay with it? And I think that's the missing part. Yeah, to let everybody know exactly what's going on. Well, after watching this video and then reading the article on it, I went onto my iPhone and uh, I, I have the Messenger app, not Facebook, but Messenger app on my iPhone. So I went to it and then I uh, hit my settings and then my privacy. And I noticed that the mic was actually on, you know, allowable, like on. So the app, Messenger app could listen to me. So I shut that off. If you're Android, apparently it's not a privacy setting. It's called permission. And you can do the same thing and check and see if the mic's on if you're worried about that. So that's something there. Another thing I wanted to turn to here is... 
Uh, this is interesting. It's a pilot project that Facebook has, is going to be doing here in Canada and in, in, in the uh, United States. They've started it off in Australia today. Now, we know that revenge porn is a is a big problem in the world. You know, there are people that, after you've broken up, take photos that were only meant for your eyes only and upload them that are very uh, embarrassing. A lot of them uh, involve nudity or sexual acts, and they put them on social media, and they're already out there. I mean, it, it is a big problem. Um so what Facebook is doing is they are launching a, a crackdown on revenge porn. And the pilot project works like this. You have a picture of yourself that you think, you know, you've shared with someone you've broken up with and you figure, oh, no, uh, they may be posting this. So you upload it. You send it to yourself on Facebook Messenger. And then apparently from there, Facebook's e-safety commissioner's office can do – they, do they turn it into like um, – they give the information how how do they do that like within they're saying it's an automation uh hashtag a digital fingerprint on that image can you tell me a little bit about that so yeah there's a couple of different ways they can do this so number one every file um when you uh create a, a fingerprint of it it's known as a hash is unique and so they can upload it and store the hash so if the the exact same file is uploaded anywhere in the world they can block that. That's an easy block. The problem with hashing is that if you change one tiny element in any file, it's a totally different um, uh, fingerprint. And so they're probably doing something else. They're probably actually using AI and machine learning algorithms to understand what's happening in the photo and creating different key characteristics and identifiers so that when images are uploaded, they can run that analysis as well. So that way, if people just try and tamper with the photo by changing a couple pixels mm. to get around an established hash, they've got that protection. And so it is novel. It is. I do laud them for trying to think about this problem, um, but there are sort of some concerns that I have. Number yeah. one... Um, as Australia says, you know, it's safe because the uh, Facebook Messenger communications between your device and Facebook are encrypted um, in transit. Well, that's true. Um, however, uh, Facebook now has your naked selfie. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So uh, now you're going to rely on Facebook, who you're not paying, mm-hmm. who, by the way, owes you no liability, which mm-hmm. probably in the terms of service now says, if you upload your naked selfies and they get breached, tough on you. Uh, so you've now got that issue to deal with. The second issue, and this is gross, is that in many cases, partners don't even know these pictures are being taken. Um, you know, we look at the little drone cameras that are out now, and they're so tiny, and they're high def, and people are hiding these all over the place. You have creeped um, out every person listening to the show right now. Yeah, well, I've, I've had to deal with some cases. Um, so... Um, you know, the presumption with this is that the people are informed uh, consent to create the images in the first place. Mm. And that's that's not the majority of cases, or I would, should say that's not all cases. Um, so, so, you know, that's that's a problem because you don't have the file to upload to Facebook. to protect So then yourself. you can't let them know and they don't know what they're looking for. So they can basically right. stop it from ever getting posted to social media in the first place. I mean, it seems like a good idea on uh, on paper because it's bas- basically Facebook will be able to access the photo, use image matching technology technology, block it from ever being uploaded to not only Facebook, but Messenger, Facebook groups, and Instagram. But the, the reality of, of, of online sexual exploitation images, because revenge porn, I think, it, it dilutes the issue a bit, is that um, the vast majority of these crimes are committed by men against women. And so this is a societal issue. This is uh, an issue where men have to stop doing this and thinking that this is an appropriate revenge or, or a response to some kind of a relationship ending. And men who do this, and women, but predominantly men, uh, need to go to jail for a long time. 
Yeah. Uh, and these these uh, slap on the wrist cases like we saw with the Toronto-based photographer who got a peace bond, that has to end. Um, people need to see there's real consequences to this action because it has life-altering. I read a sociological study of victims in Canada and the U.S., and when they're the victims of these crimes, it follows them the rest of their life. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's out there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the worst side is like Facebook might be responsive, but what happens with one of these really atrocious little trolls is that they'll post it to um, popular pornography websites where it gets shared ad infinitum. Um, they'll put it on peer-to-peer file trading. They'll post it all over the dark web. So um, you know you've got a very narrow window when these things start perpetuating to try and and shut it down. But after you lose that window. It's gone. The takeaway is Facebook can only try and protect you so much. You've got to make sure these photos aren't being taken of you. Yeah, which is which is sad because now you've got to be uh, an expert on bugging and, and hidden cameras as well. Um, and it, it's it's a huge issue that that's getting worse every day with the ubiquity of mobile devices and, and, and cameras. Wow. Well, listen, I think you've uh, this is a great interview to listen to, to to launch off, to have a, you know, a conversation with, uh, you know, your teen or uh, your kids in university, because I we just never dealt with this sort of thing. No. And, you know, it's sad. Even here in Atlantic Canada, you know, I've heard more and more stories of police resource officers working in high schools and they spend their evening calling parents and they're so swamped. They're just telling them that their kids uh, naked selfies are being traded. Um, they don't have time to lay all the charges. They can't follow up. They can't mm. figure out how it got sent or try and nail uh, these teenagers who aren't held accountable for doing this in the first place with these crimes. That's how wild it's in the high schools. It's it's absolutely brutal across the country. It was so bad in Australia, they caught a website that is actually naming specific high school age teenage girls and had requests for what they call gets, which was naked selfies of them that they would try and capture and steal, and then they would trade them like baseball cards. Ugh, that's stomach turning. David, I always appreciate you being on the show. You've given us a lot to think about and a lot to talk about with our loved ones over the weekend. Thanks so much for being here.